North Melbourne now with Horn Francis. Here he is. The young man. The gun. Goes to Hugo Hagen, who puts all his skill on display. Pick one. The NAB AFL draft. On SEN. Welcome to Future Stars. Uh, yes, indeed. Welcome to Future Stars, all for Bravo Management, where we're talking about the young men and women getting ready for their next draft, and we're getting you ready for that next draft. Each week, we're speaking to a pivotal player in that process, getting these kids from the dream stage into the pathway stage, and then in uh, to the biggest dance, the AFL and the AFLW. Sam Hargraves, Liam Pickering here. Hello, Picks. Hello, Sammy, and hello to everyone listening. Yeah, it'll be uh, an interesting chat tonight. We'll get to one of, we'll get the grassroots level, as you say. Yeah, we will. So we wanted to focus in, and we've, we've spoken to, so far we've we've spoken to recruiters, uh, we've spoken to the, the people that cover uh, the kids. We had Cal Toomey on last week and how you uh, report on these kids that are coming through the ranks. And now uh, we want to speak to a man who's not only coaching both the boys and the girls at the Oakley Chargers for the NAB side of things, but also too from a state competition. We know how pivotal pickers that carnival is, which is coming up in June. The coach of the Vic Metro side, Jason Davenport, uh, 28 games for Port. He's a former Blues development coach, amongst many other important roles in footy. He's been good enough to jump on. Jase, hello, mate. Hello, crew. How are we? Uh, very well. Um, interesting journey of yours to get from player to, to where you are now. Just give us an update on what you've been up to since uh, you uh, hung up the boots with Port Adelaide. Well, forcefully hung up the boots, I think, would be the correct <laughs> terminology to use. <laughs> Sam, if I had a... Um... If I had a half decent manager, oh. maybe I was. Uh, it, was uh, it took I was, a minute. Um, it took a minute. That's why you give me a drive by. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's always a drive by. No, look, I was um, essentially my, my pathway to, funnily enough, is completely opposite to what I'm actually doing now from a coaching perspective and the players or athletes I coach now. So I was a 21 year old rookie selection from, um, from the Geelong VFL into the Geelong AFL system and was there for two years before transitioning across to or being taken in the national draft to Port Adelaide. Um, and then Port Adelaide, of course, um, the end of Mark Williams and the transition with the, the Matty Primus era was um, was when I was a 25-year-old, 20-game player that just didn't make a whole lot of sense to be on an AFL list. And it's much easier now as a 36-year-old to reflect and, and review as to why that was completely appropriate that my time came to an end and an opportunity wasn't presented to me to stay within the, the four walls of the Port Adelaide Football Club. And, um, you know, they obviously made some really difficult decisions at the time and, and over, you can see the last sort of 10 or so years, that's that's um, that's transitioned really well for them with their list development and list profile now and playing in prelims and other things. So that uh, that journey came to an end and I stepped away from football to a degree, um, coached at community level, and sort of had a passion for player development and combined with well-being really and um, explored the coaching pathway avenue and um, was very uh, was lucky enough that Brendan Bolton who was the head coach at Carlton at the time um, brought me out of the exodus really it's not too common to be out of the AFL system for sort of three four or five years and be given an opportunity to come back in so um, Brendan Bolton was um, was uh, you know essentially he gave me the opportunity to come back in, which was a little bit, it all happened very, very quickly over a matter of probably weeks and or maybe a month or two. And um really grateful for that opportunity to get back into the AFL system and get my, get my toes wet in the coaching space and learn so much um, in such a, a really critical period of time for the Carlton footy club as well. And um, some amazing 
young players that we're now seeing really start to showcase their their talent. Um, you know, and, and that's under Vossi's tutelage now. But um, you know, getting introduced to player development and um, what that looks like at an AFL level, and then COVID hits and um, mm. contracts uh, are at, at an end. And you know, again, um, really well handled from from the Carlton Football Club. But it did mean that my time there came to an end and approached it with a bit of patience about what was next and uh, a few a few sort of domino effect really took place here with the Oakley Chargers attached to the Vic Metro role and was quite patient in working through what that would look like for me and my professional future and also my family's situation and structure and we decided sort of heading into Christmas a couple of years back that that would uh, that would be the best opportunity for us professionally and personally to move forward so I've now headed into season two currently in season two as the uh the head coach of Oakley and, and uh, Vic Metro here at um, in the NAB League. How do you enjoy it, Jase? The, the, it's a pretty all-encompassing job now because it's it's a 12-month a year with the, the men and the girls, like the boys and the girls, really. Uh, we hear about you know, Nick Dacos and the guys that you had in your program last year and the well-known ones and over the last uh, year and even the ones this year. But you know, you've got some terrific young girls there as well that you've, uh, you've got to try and help coach through. Yeah, it's been... Um... It's been great from a professional development standpoint because there's no denying that. I mean, and that was probably the attraction to the role is the ability to have staff that reported to me for the first time in the football space um, and working through not only player development but also um, staff development. And that was a real challenge that I saw as a great opportunity for me to improve and grow as a professional and as a as a person. So I've really, really enjoyed that component. We've already made a lot of mistakes in the last 18 months and that was... I think that was all part of it too um, with the restructure post-COVID into these roles was just figuring out what works, um, what's probably a bit too difficult or a bit too much of a stretch for these roles um, and just being really transparent about that. So um, been an amazing opportunity to, to learn and grow um, professionally and and um, the nuts and bolts of it is the player development. And as you said, the, the boys are obviously, um, you know, with, with Dacos and Darcy and a couple others from our program last year, but, you know, I'm... I'm just as proud to announce that, you know, a Charlie Rowbottom came out of our program mm. and, you know, Stella Reid and these types of players in the girls and the boys program that we just, we really want to focus on their individual development as, as players and also the balance that comes with being an elite um, athlete in particular, you know, in this space being football, that you've got to have a nice balance to make sure your football is something you really enjoy and therefore able to express yourself as a player and play to your strengths and, um, you know, be excited by the game versus being overwhelmed by the game at different stages, particularly when we're young. Well, we've got the girls' draft coming up not far away. I mean, we, we can get, ever get a, a date for it. I think it'd be nice, but I know it's coming up soon, but you've got a couple of nice ones down there at Oakley, and one's a very famous name. Yeah, there is. Yeah, um, the the daughter of Damien Fleming um, is quite the talent. Um, and, and, I mean... As good as I've seen when it comes to characteristic traits on and off field. I mean, she's going to have um, whatever she does well and truly beyond sport as well. She's going to have a lot of success just with the the way she approaches things, the attitude that she has, the application that she she puts into what she's committed to. But she's also got this little uh, competitive nature that you can tell she's sort of um, grown up in an environment where um, she's just got a really nice balance. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it's trending towards... She, Looking likely that she'll um, she'll obviously be quite a highly touted pick in the upcoming draft, which is really really exciting. And 
um, you know, it's been been a great privilege to coach a player like Jazz Fleming, um, you know, throughout um, periods of last year as a 17-year-old and then obviously in a draft year this year. And there's plenty of other girls as well in our program that we're, we're obviously looking forward to seeing if they get given the opportunity, particularly with the expansion. And we've got a couple of 19-year-olds that we feel deserve an opportunity at AFLW level. And, um, you know, some would suggest potentially there's some, some bias attached to that. But getting to see these girls you know, put in the work week in, week out and then watch their game develop on the weekend. Um, you know, we're really excited by some of the talent we're producing and um, we continue to come back to, we're just resources for these girls to utilise to their advantage and they've uh, they've grabbed it and run with it and it's it's definitely, you know, it's definitely up to them what their ceiling is more often than not and as I said, we, we love to be resources for them but these girls, these girls drive and set standards and allow um allow hopefully lots of success on field to come and also hopefully they they leave learning lots of great habits um that will put them in a really good spot professionally and and personally as they continue to mature and you know transition into the workforce at some point and as you know in the the men's and the women's game it's uh it's good fun but it's not uh, <laughs> it's not a large part of your life it's only a small window so if we can create good habits that put them in good stead you know, professionally for for years and years to come. That's um that's always a good takeaway for these these young players. Yeah, it's great advice. And you know, anyone listening at the moment would be you know, maybe have ambitions of their own kids. You know, coming through the program, boys or girls. And you know, I, I always interest. I'm interested because I deal with the parents. You know, as a manager, and Jazzy's one of ours. And so I've started calling Flem Demir. Um, Demir Fleming, uh, <laughs> Damien, I should say, but, uh, yeah. So how, how do you go from, a as the coach of the team and I had a brief period when I first retired back in 2001 with the Western Jets and getting a lot of questions from coaches about why isn't he playing here and why isn't he playing there? How, how do you deal with that from a coach or do you try and distance yourself from that, from the, from the, from the parents? No, I think, I think distancing yourself, um, is almost like procrastinating a little bit, Pickers, because yeah. it's. I'm a parent now too, and I understand that where all this this conversation comes from, and 99% of the time it's from a good place. Um, and so we're we're we try and structurally put in, you know, in things or things in situations where, you know, part of our induction process almost is introducing parents as to what NAB League football is about, and um, you know, not necessarily. To a degree, we we don't always play quote unquote the best twenty three or twenty four players on the weekend. We play the players that potentially have the highest ceiling from a draftable standpoint. We potentially sometimes play players that are actually in or draft eligible players, eighteen, nineteen year olds for a period of time. We work closely with AFL and AFLW clubs in and around who they'd like to see play. Um, they also potentially communicate some positional stuff where we try and support the best we can. Um, and in the girls' space as well, with with football being relatively, um, I guess, new to 15, 16, 17-year-old girls, um, we also have to help them find out what position they actually do play as well because at local level, they can go out and dominate and have you know 30 or 40 touches as a midfielder, but are they a midfielder at AFLW level? Um, and if not, how, what position you know is going to be best for them to put their you know, put their hat in the ring to be drafted. So it's, there's so many different layers to it and having those conversations, being transparent with parents is really important. Um, once you shoot yourself in the foot and see, try and dig your way out of it, you just need more and more trouble. So we, we just we just want to be on the front foot and be honest and that starts from the get-go and in around selection and how we operate as, 
as a as a region at Oakley and um, you know even at Vic Metro as well. Selection is still a part of that process, and um, you know we're going to. I'll put my hand up as a coach, just like we ask our players to, and, and suggest that we do make mistakes. Um, and mistakes are okay, but it's, as long as we're willing to learn from those mistakes and reflect and review, and um, so we we try and be as transparent as we can with parents, and we also feel parents are pretty darn good at being supportive, but also keeping their distance and respecting the program. And um, so right now, I, I mean, I'm going to rush around the room and touch wood, but right now we're in a pretty good spot where there's a nice sort of relationship where the 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 program as such sort of operates and continues to evolve but parents that come in with their with their um, children are sort of aware of give or take how it works and, and in the spaces where we need to educate them we do. We're speaking tonight to Jason Davenport, uh, former Port Adelaide player, former Blues development coach, amongst many other coaching roles. His current coaching roles are as the Vic Metro coach uh, for the Under-18 Championships coming up in June. And he is also the head coach of the Oakley Chargers in the boys and the girls. Hey, he's, Jason, also, he's also tied up with the academy as well. I saw him with a whole heap of those elite kids just down at the Pullman Hotel there. Does it all. He does, does it, it all. all. He's everywhere. Uh, Jace, just uh, when, when it comes to, I would imagine it's fascinating with, with, you've got in both roles, whether it be in Oakley Chargers with the boys and the girls and in Vic Metro, you've got players that are coming in who their whole motivation and, and, and direction by and large is to get to the AFL. And that's very that's a very internal goal. How do you coach these teams in a way that you're getting the best out of each individual but within the team environment? Because they're going to need to be able to show these recruiters that not only are they a very good individual player, but they can play a role for their team. So how do you go about managing their wants and their needs with the overall needs of a team sport? It must be a real challenge. Yeah, it's, it's and it's, it's a healthy challenge for me. Um, as a coach, you, I mean, you want to be challenged and be presented with these sort of, I guess, these opportunities to work through that and, and again, develop, um, you know, professionally myself. But for the players, we really try and focus or spend pre-season as our opportunity to identify the strengths of, of individuals. And then we work out sort of where that sits from a system standpoint. So, you know, whether that be Vic Metro or Oakley, we'll, ident- you know, we'll identify sort of collectively where our talent lies and what sort of game style we should be playing based on that talent. Then we put a relatively simple um, game plan in place. We don't want these kids overthinking game plan. We want them to showcase their skill and talent. And, um, you know, the focus really from us comes from working on those talents as much as they work on growth areas in their game and also um, just smashing fundamentals as well because regardless of what system they step into at AFL level, um, the fundamentals are the same and valued the same. So that's a bit we can really hone in on. And um, so through that, we establish a system where we feel these athletes can really express themselves as players from a positional standpoint, a system standpoint. And then we just let it roll its course and we coach it accordingly. But, um, you know, our mindset is not to, how can we establish a game plan where we're going to win? Um, our, our mindset is how can we establish a game plan where individuals can blossom and shine um, but also showcase, you know, the ability to play within a structure, within a system, within a team, um, and that allows them to showcase those, you know, really those two or three main attributes that's going to get them drafted, um, which we talk a lot to our players about. You know, they, they want to continue to work on their growth areas, which is all awesome, but you're not going to get drafted on, you know, your growth areas. You're going to get drafted on your strengths. So we want to make sure we're showcasing those. And Yep. Um, by saying that out loud, it sounds a lot simpler than it is, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> so um, it does present different challenges. 
it does present different challenges, but that that really tends to be our focus. Just on uh, the mid-season draft coming up, you mentioned the 19-year-olds before. It's only a couple of weeks away. What, have you got anyone that you're coaching at the moment that you think is a good chance to go in that uh, in that in that mid uh, mid-season draft period? Yeah, I think it's it's a really interesting one um, because there's a couple of unique situations with ours. I know, I know Jerome Lawrence, father son to um, Hawthorne Ruckman, Stephen Lawrence is a, technically a 19-year-old, but um, actually hasn't registered for the or nominated, sorry, for the draft. So um, or last year's draft, apologies. So therefore, he's not eligible for the mid-season draft. But he'd yeah. be one to keep an eye out towards the end of the year. Yep. Um, Ned Moyle, who's on the Gold Coast Suns list and went last year's mid-season draft. Um, his younger brother Ben is a year 12 19 year old yep. um, so he's an interesting one again whether that be a mid-season opportunity um, where he definitely you know, obviously stay committed to his schooling um, or is it something towards the end of the year but probably the, uh, the couple that really fit the criteria as a mid-season draft pick that are probably standing out and, you know, you've got to be conscious going down this space because I don't want to miss anyone that really is um, I guess worthy of a mention but um, I think the form of, of Jed Rule um, and his ceiling as a player has been a pretty obvious one as a 19-year-old. And Ben Woodfull's been playing a lot of VFL football. Um, we'll get his opportunity at NAB League level this this uh, this week, actually. Uh, Luke Ranison, the, the younger brother of Noah, um, is uh, is obviously been presenting as a 19-year-old. Braden Andrews, for, former AFL Academy. Ingo Damersmith, who's been kicking a lot of goals. So there's a, there's a number mm. of players on our list that we feel meet the criteria. Um, it's just a matter of clubs and how they position themselves. I know a number of clubs have decided not to have a pick and, um, you know, clubs continue to look at their VFL stocks and what that looks like. And yep. 19-year-olds being eligible for mid-season drafts are one thing, but sometimes sometimes clubs are looking at someone probably a little bit older, a little bit yep. more, you know, VFL experience or senior football experience in the sand for a waffle. Hey, Jace, just uh, before we let you go, so draft night looms towards the end of the year, obviously November. And you are in this unique position of being Vic Metro coach. So you, you know a lot of the young players that are going to be uh, in contention. You're at the Oakley Chargers coach. Uh, and you guys have done well. And not just in November, but when the girls draft is on as well. And you've got all these players that have been under your care at some stage. You were thinking, well, geez, did I have a good enough season? What was my carnival like? Did I, was I good enough at state level? All these things are going on in and around their heads. Their parents are worried. They're nervous. Uh, you got managers buzzing around. Uh, <laughs> How do you, what's your role when it comes to that point? How do you help these uh, young men and women just settle, calm and, and, and enjoy or just let the experience play out? How, how crucial is your role in those moments and how do you get through it? Well, you try, you try your best, Sam, to just make sure the athletes really aware that they've just controlled what they can control. And there's so many components that can, you know, are, are left to the uncontrollables really. And that's, you know, a player, you know, a club might want a certain player, but all of a sudden a player that they thought was going to be gone 20 picks before is now available. And there's so many, there's so many things that can play out when you talk drafts. Mm. And, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where whilst we're living it, um, what can you control? And that's preparation. That's performance to a certain extent, obviously, and how you essentially plan your week and, structure your life and all those sorts of things draft night is obviously it's a great opportunity to to celebrate no doubt the achievements of a lot of players that do get drafted but there's a real sensitivity around those players that are more than essentially more more than deserving to be on the list but they don't 
get their opportunity, you know, this year or last year, and how you work through that is um, there's, there's a lot of layers to that. So um, it's uh, it's something I take a lot of, I guess, you know, personally for me, I take a lot of um, pride in the area that I really want to focus in on that. I think it's really important that we understand that it is just a game and the opportunity. Um, if you control, you can control. If it does present itself, that you're ready, and if it doesn't. What's next? And if you still want to pursue that dream, there's plenty of pathways or avenues to do that. I mean, I was I was drafted as a 21-year-old out of the VFL, and so the ability to just to share that story alone sometimes is supportive of others. And um, you know, it's a, it's a, again, it's a night of celebration, but there is a lot of challenges where hundreds and hundreds of players that a part of them were hopeful to be drafted, and you know, even potentially could have been drafted, they aren't. And we're going to make sure we continue to work through what's next with those athletes um, and individuals as they look to continue to pursue their career or look elsewhere and, and how we support them with that's really critical as well. So I'm a bit stretched across um, the amount of athletes I come across in the girls and boys programs throughout the, the year, but I try and do my best to make sure, you know, we stay connected and, and yeah. work through, you know, the priorities in life and, and the fact that this opportunity was, you know, what they sometimes feel is taken away from them, but there's still, not, you know, I guess there's still avenues or ways to keep the doors open and, and pursue it if you are determined enough. Uh, it's fantastic insight and we really it's appreciate you providing it, it and it's brilliant advice as well. And we thank you so much for being on Future Stars with us tonight, Jase. Uh, good luck for what's to come for the year with both Oakley teams and then with Vic Metro as well. The carnival starts, I think, June 11th against Vic Country. You've got first and foremost. So all the best with all of that in the build-up to what's to come for the, for the girls in their draft and for the boys in theirs. Cheers, mate. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Jason Davenport with us on Future Stars. All for Bravo Management Picks. That was brilliant. Yeah, it was great. A great insight. Could have gone another two hours, I reckon. Yeah, great insight into what these young ones go through and you know, dealing with everything from the emotions of the player, if he mm. gets picked up or she gets picked up or doesn't get picked up, all the way through to you know, dealing with the, the disappointment, I guess. Um, no, very, very insightful. Absolutely. Hey, that's it from us from Future Stars. We'll be back again uh, next week in the regular time spl- uh, t- time slot on of Tuesday night, night <laughs> on our regular night. Uh, until then, uh, enjoy yourself. Make sure you go out if you can and watch some of the, the, the NAB kids. series. Yep. Uh, we've got the Vic Metro series coming up as well. Find out what you can about these guys before they become household names. Until next week, we'll see you then. Up next, Without Bias on SEN.